premium podcast yeah that's how i describe it premium as in you should be paying to listen but we'll give it to you free because we are such fantastic dudes premium that's another um, first word we made up and we haven't set up a pet patronage what are they called patreon 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 yeah but we will and then you can pay for it damn fucking <laughs> straight <laughs> and nothing, you will all pay nothing in life's free and i feel it's really important to learn that and if we're the people that teach you that message on this podcast then that's great <laughs> First bites for free, baby. <laughs> um, Taste how's, of a cherry. How's everyone doing? I'm Lewis Blake. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Is that how you feel as well? Is that... Yeah. You're fe- who are you when you're not in a good mood? It's a state of mind. Yeah. So when you're in a bad mood, who would you say you are? <laughs> My dad, Tony. <laughs> Hello. Outrageous. Hi. Yeah, he, he's, he's looking Lewis Blake, but he's feeling um, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Hi, Lewis. How are you doing today? Pretty good, thank you. Awesome. And you are? I am James Johnson Street. I knew that really. I don't know. Yeah. For those who don't know, yeah, it's, uh, it's me, James. Hi. Um, I'm feeling good as well. To my right. Who's this yeah. guy? I'm Dan. Uh, feeling Clifton, looking Bradley Stoke. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. Some regional humour for you yeah, there. Yeah. A little colloquial joke for you. <laughs> Only two places I could think of yeah. in Bristol. For also, some reason, just so. Dan, like Prince. Just Dan, yeah. yeah. Elvis, Madonna, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I guess. Sort of. But yeah, yeah. the surname. So. Yeah. so, how was everyone's weekend? Good fun, yeah. Cool, I don't care. Mine was better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, because you, you, you said that you, had, you were going to a festival, I and did. I didn't know what you were talking about. You're like, I can't record this week, I've got to dye my hair. And I'm going to a festival. I had to Google the word festival, find out yeah. what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to um, Butland. Of course. Of all places, where there was a, a classic rock festival called Giants of Rock. Okay. And it was amazing. Um, it's, it was great. Had you ever been to Butland's before? When I was maybe like eight? Yeah, I was about the same age. No, I went think... to Butland's, went to Haven. Which is sort of a lower budget Butlins. I feel like yeah, Haven's I better. better. Yeah. I feel like Haven's meant to be better. I didn't feel it. I mean, I don't know what Butlins is like, but <laughs> it's all right. There's a tiger have a song about it. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah, so does uh, yeah, so Brian Adams. It's Haven is a place on earth, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Belinda Carlisle. Oh, Brian Adams is Haven in your arms. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> no, people often get Belinda Carlisle. And, uh, also, just so everyone knows, a festival is a day or period <laughs> of celebration, typically for religious reasons. Uh, the example here on um, the dictionary is traditional Jewish festivals. Yeah. Right. So you went to oh, that's traditional, what okay. traditional Jewish festival at Butlins. Just, just, just mention, I went to Butlins once uh, when I was really young, and two things that stand out uh, mm-hmm. is one, in the wardrobe in the room we're staying at, in, um, there were mushrooms growing in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And two, oh I saw uh, Otis the Aardvark. 
from CBBC perform. <laughs> was yeah. he on holiday? And oh, oh. He was, <laughs> he's got to take some time off. He's right? with his family. Because yeah. uh, you know, it must be really tough like getting up at about two, rolling into the studio <laughs> yeah, for half yeah. three and working till five. It's pretty tough for him. And I got a signed poster of him, which I kept on my bedroom wall for longer than I should have. Like <laughs> nearly 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, is there an end date for when you should take that down? Uh, at least before you start secondary school. See, I feel like with that Aardvark, po- uh, Aardvark poster, you would take it down between the ages of about 11 to around 23, 24. Yeah. And then it would become funny again. Yeah. I think you'd put, put it back, back up, up at uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah uni. Actually, yeah, 23, 24 yeah. is a bit old. But yeah, back at uni... Suddenly that's funny again. When and Dave Benson had you... Is it Dave Benson Phillips? Dave, no, Phillips. Dave yeah. Benson and Hedges. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the cigarette magnate. <laughs> Incredible. But you did that. That's amazing. <laughs> oh so, I was glad, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get your own pack of cigarettes. <laughs> oh, well done. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, same time next week. This is why you. This is why we're a premium co- uh, podcast. <laughs> we are a cockpast. <laughs> premium codpiece. Cod piece. Premium codpiece. Yeah. Um, so, right, who, talking who, of codpieces? Yeah. Who did you see at this festival then? Um, I saw Big Country. Okay. Um, FM were mm. incredible. You the were saying it. Yeah. Looked like Michael Bolton. Sang like Michael Bolton. Oh my god. It, they were perfect. A dream. They were. They were superb. Um, you saw them supporting Extreme. Uh, no. end of last year oh, no, okay. I, no I didn't see them they, um, FM were touring around the same time oh okay right um, does FM stand for frequency modulation or I didn't ask them no no. I don't know if it's just FM I kept, or... I kept shouting but they wouldn't answer me oh. <laughs> actually stands for Faith More you're outside <laughs> yeah. Faith No More was like a meta take on the FM sound you're outside a caravan at Butlins banging <laughs> on the door <laughs> what does it mean we had uh, yeah we had that um, Uriah Heap Okay. Amazing. That's really cool. You seen them? They were absolutely sick. Um, saw a band called Stray, who okay. were really influential. Actually, it turns out on a lot of bands. Okay, they weren't very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so really influential on bad bands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was there's some. Oh, um, Larry Carton was a session guitarist who is pretty much all of the eighties. If you heard any song in the charts at all it was either going to be Steve Lukather playing guitar or Larry Carlton okay, um, cool. he's an insanely good like jazz fusion player yeah that was one of the best things I've ever seen the musicianship awesome. was insane awesome that's really good really good um, I did oh Slade as well actually yeah which you Slade. were quite delighted surprised about weren't you yeah, I, thought, I thought you buried the lead on that one because <laughs> You, that was like the last band you mentioned after all the other stuff that you sent us like Snapchat and stuff on. You, you and saying. your girlfriend both seemed quite surprised about how much you were enjoying uh, Slade. Slade. Which, yeah, I mean, yeah, they've got Slade. big tunes. Yeah. They, it, yeah, because everyone knows, just knows him for the, like the one Christmas hit. Mm-hmm. People forget like how many good... Like, Come On, Feel The Noise is a fucking incredible it's song. It's banger. Yeah. It's banger. Yeah. yeah. Is that all the Quiet Right version? It's a good like, get pumped. Kind of song. The, like the best cover yeah it's amazing so good. Mm. but um yeah they were really really good dave hills looking top and <laughs> most important question does he have that haircut still what do you think dan I, yes yes he does it, you commit it's, to it's that haircut, money maker yeah. yeah if he didn't yeah. have that haircut they came on perform the same songs people would stop <laughs> booing them even if not yeah. Holden was <laughs> back yeah, still be like fuck this yeah. i am um, who I was, was do you know who was singing for them some guy some dude Hoddy some, some, some guy with like a real grating, horrible voice, and he was perfect. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> sound. Was he yeah. a Brummie as well? Was he what? Was he Brummie, the singer? He might have been. 
I've no idea. But I imagine because Noddy Holder is. We so drank stage, quite a lot. Yeah, he yeah. played quite a stage voice as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of my favourite things I noticed about them uh, was that my sister spent quite a lot of money on a flashy silver jacket yeah. and Dave Hill from Slaves is wearing the same one. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing, I've had it since a, 1972, Incredible. Mate. I couldn't think of a better way to ruin uh, female fashion <laughs> than to have Dave Hill from Slade <laughs> wearing it. Did you send her a photo of the... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. went, Thank you for informing me of this. <laughs> I, I think she literally just replied with asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, you or Dave Hill? Well, Drew is still out. She's yeah. got beef with Dave Hill. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the highlight of this week? Well, oh, better question. What was the good highlight, and then what was the real highlight? Because I imagine with those classic rock type festivals, it's going to be a mixed bag. You're going to get yeah. people surprisingly good, and then other people who yeah never really left. Oh, uh, we saw Frank Cosmo from um, Boston. Cool singer, amazing. Oh, he was great. Still got it. He was good. Yeah, um, really, really good. He just seems really sweet on the stage as well. He just kind of looked a little bit lost. And yeah. like you just wanted to look after him, oh, which is nice. really nice. But this might be a bit mental. He did a good too. job of making a career off of like two albums, so he's probably very grateful for. It's uh, cool. Yeah. They were those ones when you play as well. Like, oh shit, this is them. Oh, this yeah. is them. So they were they were great. Highlight for me was definitely FM. Yeah, mm. and that was like they were the first band on the first night. Weirdly, oh really? Yeah, and I was really worried that it would have peaked because <laughs> they were just so good. Uh, Larry Carlton, absolutely superb. They, they had um, Limehouse Lizzie. So there's a lot of people complaining that they had a tribute band on. Yeah. I've seen Limehouse Lizzie. Um, yeah. In Tyrone's sister. They're amazing. It, absolutely. They did, though, when I saw them, they did Live and Dangerous. Oh, cool. All the way through. Yeah. Amazing. They, when they came on, um, the sound guy, and if, if you're listening to this, I hope you got shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he basically didn't turn on any of the PA when they started. Jesus Christ. And... Gee, I've never seen people turn on a man so quick. <laughs> he got real heated real quick, and this poor guy was just struggling. I don't really hope you were shot. Jesus Christ. No. Like, I feel like That's the one fucking thing you should do as a sound guy. Just turn it on. Just turn it on, and yeah. then And then go from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah precisely. Mm-hmm. Lomas Lizzie, were they still Crushed good? Because I haven't seen them for like 10 years or so. Was it the Cornwall in Siren System? They've been together now for like 25 years. They've been together for longer than Thin Lizzy were a thing. I think they're really good. Did they go down well? Because obviously... Yeah. Like you're saying, some people might not it like was, a tribute band. It was rammed. It was absolutely packed. That's cool. That like, I, think they... I mean, you're not going to see, like, Finn Lizzie with Phil Lynott. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. And, and uh, Gary Moore as well. You know, yeah. you're never, you're never going to get that back. So it makes sense with that sort of thing to have a tribute band, I think. Exactly. Um, and the... Queen have been doing it for, what, the last <laughs> 15 years? So. Yeah. I think they should have stuck with abs from five, though. <laughs> <laughs> but they were great. However, my highlight... <laughs> the real highlight the real highlight of the show one hour of pure unadulterated perfect entertainment comedy was Bobby Kimball of Toto the uh, original keyboard player and sang a lot of their biggest hits okay like, Hold the Line uh, yep. Africa he sang as well didn't he, he? yeah uh, Rosanna I, would I think so I believe so yeah, yeah. involved and uh, obviously he sang those perfectly at this show, is what you're going to tell us. He did a performance of those songs. <laughs> he did a performance art. It was superb. I've never seen a man more confident, with more to say on stage and less to play. He, <laughs> uh, As a keyboardist, I expected him to maybe play keyboards. Yeah. Mm. Of course. Nah, he was too busy telling us some real kind of like ego-inflating stories about himself. <laughs> well, 
The video you sent was talking about like some sort of card <laughs> that his mother gave him. No, no, chords. Chords. Oh, Which right. is even weirder. Yeah, that yeah. video really confused me. He's, yeah, um, I sent the guy's video whilst I was there. Um, and my girlfriend was filming. He said, he's there on stage with this kind of Mussolini moustache, <laughs> this glittery jacket, just kind of constantly just chugging this water yeah. uh, and talking nonsense. Was it water or was it water? Uh, because how he was acting, from how he sounded, <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of midway through, he's like, "Okay, so when I was four years old, he's like, I think it was his grandmother or someone was yeah. teaching him." She's like, "I've always been on in the video." The only cool. way we could check the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I will put it up somewhere. I'll attach it when we put this up. Yeah, but you have to sure. find it. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, yeah, he's like, she said. Hey, Barbie, I'm going to teach you a chord. Now, that was when I was four. Four years old, ladies and gentlemen. When I was five, I knew 300 chords. Uh, what the fuck <laughs> reaction do you do? Oh, so the crowd went mental. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but what was your reaction to that, Lewis? I asked him to fucking play one. <laughs> and by asked, you mean screamed at the top of his lungs. It was a perfect reaction. Uh, it was superb. I... I've never seen a man with more bravado and gusto just going for all of those notes. Where, where was he oh. on, like, the bill? Headlining one of the Fucking nights. Hell. Yeah. Um, we went in and there was, like, a, maybe a couple... I don't know. I don't know what the capacity is. A couple of thousand, maybe? Fuck, okay. Um, by the time he was done, maybe 100, 150. Jeez. Yeah, it, when you sent oh. him that video, it looked like he'd cleared the room. It looked like, he he'd, walk, looked like he'd walked on stage and then amplified a fart into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been less embarrassing. <laughs> do you think they did a booking based on the original recordings? So they, they listen to the, the best of Toto excuse. and go, this guy sounds great. <laughs> just get him if, involved. If you're doing a classic rock festival, you're like, oh, cool, we can get the guy who sung Africa to headline. You'd be 100%. You're like, yeah. yes, get him on yeah. board. No, I haven't got time to listen to any uh, <laughs> recent samples of his singing. There's a, there's a great video of him doing Africa that I will I will link to this one. Is it uh, kind of like the um, the video on YouTube you can find of it's Africa but the vocals are just off of the beat and slightly out, and slightly out of key. His timing was good. Yeah, he wasn't slightly out of key. <laughs> <laughs> he really yeah that line was but a dot on the sand. Oh, it was man. superb and I loved every second of it. Um, what are the odds that potentially either Vince Neil or Brett Michaels will headline this festival at some point. Guess who's headlining next year? Vince Neil. Skid Row. Skid Row, really? <laughs> wow, okay. But, okay, cool, because you get to see him sing with, what's his name from Dragon Force? Zippy Flart, or Hart. He's the front man. Zippy Fart? Zippy Fart. It's, sing, it's, it's <laughs> like Zippy Fart, or something like that, because it's like Hart with a T at the start of it. Okay. But the ex-Dragon Force singer now sings for Skid Row. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So it actually might be good. Yeah, he Cause... does have a set of pipes on him. And also he's not going to be having to catch up with like the guitar going at like 10,000 miles an hour. Because <laughs> they had um, a guy called Johnny Solinger mm. before. He was horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, glad they got rid of him then. He kind of wanted to do a cross between cock rock and punk. Mm. Cool. Of nice Skid Row ballads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, dire. Sounds a bit gross. Um, but no, okay, that actually sounds good. Yeah. Cool. But with... You are totally going to come. It's, uh, yeah, it sounds amazing. Oh, it's absolutely yeah. my warehouse. It ticks every box. It's perfect. And the, the best thing as well is, um, I think we were maybe some of the youngest 
people there. I was going to ask what the mean age was there. Dad Rock. Yeah. It's Dad Rock. It's just Dad's, as far as the eye can see. Just denim. Just a sea of denim jackets, I reckon. So many denim. So many battle patches. So many mullets. Um, How many sacks and t-shirts or patches did you see while you were there? Absolutely loads. Yeah. Everywhere. Couldn't move from. Yeah. Um, How many... Because uh, it's always going to be stuff like Wishbone Ash or something. But yeah. Oh, they played. their t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Every time. Uh, they, they, really were, they were incredible. Was, yeah. They were really, really good. Was, was, awesome. to, was Toya Wilcox there as well? Possibly in the crowd. Yeah. Was she yeah. with Brum? <laughs> That's the important thing. Yeah. Was Brum with her? Yeah. We need to know. <laughs> so it was great. Um, during, the, during Bobby Kimball's performance, um, there was just so much weird shit going on. Because there's nothing better than just seeing a room full of dads absolutely hammered yeah. dad's unleashed yes <laughs> that's what it should be called <laughs> so it was it was that um, there was this real old boy just facing away from the stage leaning as far as the body can go like Michael Jackson <laughs> just <laughs> just not falling over at just all full on Annie are you okay yeah, yeah. Uh, Annie he went okay they were just passing him beers and Michael Jackson down. had special shoes for that. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I imagine it was like the, yeah, these Crocs held the, up well. The balance of alcohol just created like a sort of equilibrium in him, which had to keep feeding him beers to make sure he didn't keel over. He said all the fluids gone to his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was there. There was a man fully, and they're all, these are all fully grown people. I'm talking about. It's fantastic. He was walking around with a cardboard cut out of a spliff on. Yeah, I saw a the stick. video of that. <laughs> Just putting it up to people's mouths so it looked like they had this big cartoon spliff. <laughs> Everyone was loving it. Just flat out pissing himself. Um, like, I think he probably had like a big spliff that he was going to share, smoked it all, then realised that a cardboard spliff would be even better when he was high as fuck. And <laughs> it never runs out. Yeah. It's my, uh, my girlfriend's mum sat on, uh, just sat down at the back for one gig. Uh, there wasn't any seats, so she kind of just sat on the floor, just had a bit of a chill. And <laughs> this same guy with the spliff came and threw money at her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so it was it was absolutely fantastic oh. we, we all had such a blast real good company real good vibe um, it's also weird because all the gigs I've been to for a real long time or for the most part anyway have been metal so it's weird when you go to a gig and there's zero pushing there's yeah. so much space it was it, it sounds really great that these, sounds... honestly these dads got it down yeah I, I can't be bothered with <laughs> Well, I never yeah, could, but moshing's never my thing. You need to get more, um, like, slightly proggy metal or, like, guitar, like, circle jerk, genty type gigs because everyone there will be... No one's going to mosh. Everyone's going to be stood there just, like, Arms looking crossed. at, like, yeah, crossed, either waiting to be impressed or staring at, like, fingers on the fretboard. Judging time signatures. Yeah, like, okay, I've had a good mix of their gigs. Yeah, so yeah, they're, yeah, they're fun. But also, I, I never get <laughs> yeah. involved with the... Uh, Moshing anyway, can't be bothered. I, I, the last time I moshed was almost a year ago. Uh, and it, when That's it was, not that long ago, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, but like before, I think before then it was probably a good two or three years. So I went to, I was watching Gojira and they started playing Heaviest Matter in the Universe, cool. which is just killer song. And I was like, okay, I had a few drinks. I was like, I'm feeling this now, I'm getting in yeah. the pit. So I pushed down all the way to the front, got in the pit, got like smacked around like spilled a bit of my beer realised I was wearing like a jacket as well it was way too hot (laughs) but I'd also committed to being in there so I was like I'll stick this out yeah the song is great I'll lose half my body weight in sweat then they go from that into I think it's like maybe Toxic Garbage Island or something like that so just 
bashing out like the fastest, heaviest songs they've got, one after the other. And I realized like, oh no, this is this is gonna be the whole night, isn't it? <laughs> Push my way back and I was like, oh, I'm just going to the bar, guys, go to the bar. <laughs> I can handle it. Yeah. Who said I can't handle it? I can. But um, on, on the way into the pit, I saw um, a friend of ours, uh, Rose, and she was there and I was like, I'm going to the pit, it's gonna be great. And she saw me walking out, she was like, you had enough already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just refueling actually yeah, just, yeah, 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 just gonna go another drink actually yeah more circle pit uh, petrol <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> I think standing at the back especially the O2 now has its own sort of set of uh, difficulties because you can now buy two pint glasses there yes yeah. which is fine yes. until if you're with a friend like when me and Jim went to see Opef uh, and then one of us had to use the toilet which meant holding the other person's pint so I've never been so petrified standing there holding like four pints of beer, yeah. hoping to God nobody bumps into me because there's nothing I can do to stop a it's tidal wave of beer. It's kind of like playing Edward Forty hands. It's like yeah. they're not <laughs> taped. Yeah. Like if you hadn't gone to the toilet Edward and just gone home, hands. it would have been the worst, a fate worse than death if you'd just gone home instead of going to the toilet. Mm. Yeah. I just stood yeah. there stressing out. You would have to drink them. Well, there's no yeah. way you can put them down. There's no way. Yeah. Um, Too much weight to move, you see. You're pinned. One of the, one of the nicest uh, kind of parts of this because it was it's all in the day and yeah. they, they do it as well it's quite cool so um, there's music from like 12 till 4 mm. then it starts back up at 7 that's great so you got time Perfect. you're not missing anything you can go chill out go and drink you bring all your obviously bring all your booze to the room check yeah. teletext okay. if you want yeah. to or whatever <laughs> your equipment is now see the races look at the uh, headlines yeah um, it was great so at 3pm on what well, Friday Saturday I can't remember uh, we went to the bar to get a bottle of Prosecco, which they can't obviously give you this big glass bottle of Prosecco. Mm. So they just poured it into a jug. And then just, <laughs> <laughs> a jug of Prosecco. Oh, yeah. That's spending, incredible. Spending 25 quid on a jug of Prosecco watching Frank Cosmo from Boston at three in the afternoon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was surreal. That's decadence. Wait. That is sensational. That's rock star decadence at its peak. Well, talking of decadence, I think... Uh, oh, I was just going to ask, because Dan, you went to see... A Maiden Tribute band Yeah, well. I went to a Maiden Tribute on a Friday called uh, Ed Force One. Uh, I think it was their first gig, actually. I yeah, a feeling. I think it's my mate Paul, Paul Jones. Um, they were fucking excellent. Cool. They were so spot on. Um, uh, they were really good. They had like fake flames on the stage. Oh, cool. Uh, Great. Cool. Sort of, you know, sort of material ones that I lit up. Where was this? Billowing. I was at the uh, exchange. Cool. Uh, and they also, the singer pulled out the Union Jack flag for the trooper. Wonderful. He was waving it around. He referred to Rothschild as something from the Jurassic era. Yeah. Which is one of Bruce's yep. best bits. Um, I think at one point the guitarist, I mean his string must have snapped or his guitar went wrong. Just handled it super smoothly. Cool. Um, but they did Power Slave. Like they weren't just doing cool. necessarily like the big hits. They were, but they did yeah. they best of that Power Slave. They ended with Hallow Be By Name, which a real maiden can't play <laughs> yeah. at the moment because of legal reasons. <laughs> so this is like the closest you're going to get to... Actually, I loved it. I had such a good time. I, in fact, I didn't bother with the... I think they were supporting a Foo Fighters tribute band. Okay. Uh, just is that Pity, Pity the Fool? The Foo. Pity the Fool, yeah. Pity but it's just a real good name for a tribute band. It is. Genius. I feel so, like they had to form that band just because someone thought of a name. Well, that's why I can't wait to get Motley Who up and running. Oh, Perfect. nice. I like it. Thanks, guys. But, uh, yeah, I just didn't feel like... Because it's weird to me having it that way around with a Foo Fighters band, a tribute band, supporting... Uh, being supported by Iron Maiden because the Iron Maiden yeah, guys are yeah. really going for it and doing a big sort of show uh, in a limited sort of yeah. you know stage and then I didn't see the Foo Fighters band they might have been really good but with a Foo Fighters tribute band it just feels like um, yeah. what can you do? It's not like Maiden where it's like 
big stage props and stuff and you get silly yeah. with it silly with like, it like I love Foo Fighters they're one of my favourite bands be quiet Lewis but um, <laughs> just in case you jumped in there funny little comments no I'm just joking I'm joking if I tell you I like Foo Fighters but like, I'm a bit excited for like their gigs and their albums and stuff people yeah, I always get met with like a degree of disdain because they are definitely a middle of the road rock band for sure but like they're good at what they do yeah it's just like Nickelback fuck off <laughs> what I tell you? What I fucking tell you, Lewis? Uh, but I yeah, said but nothing. yes, both uh, men have long horse type faces. Uh, back yes, they're both the grunge bands, but that's where the similarities end. Okay. Uh, uh, I was just thinking of that Nickelback song with a was it Twisted Roller Coaster? Oh, the, the one, one about with, cocaine. Yeah, I kind of missed that one. Um, weird, like kind of disco vibe to it. But anyway, we'll get on to it on our Nickelback yeah. uh, seven uh, yeah. podcast retrospective. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're called Air Force One. Absolutely check them out if cool. they're near you. The singer nailed the vocals as well, which obviously with Maiden in particular, such a big key part yep. of that. Uh, loved it. Cool. cool. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah. I think they're, they're actually friends of mine from uni. So that's really cool. Yeah, big big shout, boys. Yeah. Well done. You've impressed Nelms. Bravo. <laughs> and, and I've seen the real Maiden, so. And there yeah. you go. And this, look, this is free exposure. Precisely. Right now, so uh, how about we make it not free? Yeah, <laughs> brother right. Earth. Okay, yeah. Hone, hone friends. Yeah. Um, we're always just trying to get paid. That's all we want. Just finding new, interesting ways to make money. Speaking of ways to make money, um, the band we're going to be talking about today never hesitate or struggle to find a way to make a buck from their fans. Led Zeppelin? Uh, no. Oh. Have another guess. Uh, Wishbone Ash? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're struggling uh, to make a buck. Yeah. Tool. Tool, yeah. I'm trying to think of bands close. that always exploit their music and put yeah. everything they can. Uh, so Led Zeppelin, Tool. Yeah, close. Uh, um, oh, by the way, just, just, uh, sorry, just reckon, I've not gone to many gigs this weekend, but oh, I yeah. did have a great time listening to Def Leppard on Spotify. Oh yeah, they're on there now, guys. Finally made me so happy. The fact they held out longer than ACDC really surprised me. It's, it's great. If, yeah. you, if you don't know um, Def Leppard, this band's uh, kind of up and coming at the moment <laughs> yeah. from Sheffield. Yeah. Someone should really give these guys a break. Just Yeah, just some working lads. Yeah. Someone should give these guys a TV movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some podcast should cover that TV oh, it's movie. It's going to happen, yeah. <laughs> Someone should give these guys an album called Songs from the Sparkle Lounge. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Def Leppard are great. Can we just talk about them instead of what we're going to talk about? No, unfortunately. No. Oh. Hey, now. No. Oh, yeah. no. Nope. Um, cool. So today on Slowly We Rock, we are talking about... <laughs> Hey, yeah, you are the best. You got the worst. We are talking about Kiss's music from the Elder. Uh, quotation marks the Elder. The Elder. Quotation marks the Elder. Yeah. Where do we start with this one? Well, I, I just like to... on the last track. Keep it short. <laughs> I'd like to point out this is this is our first dive into the shit list. I guess so. Yeah. Blacklist didn't count. No. Because it's much yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. more like the shit heap than the yeah, shit list. Yeah, this is good yeah. bands doing bad. So we came up with the concept of the shit list and it's basically, it could be good bands, it could be bad bands, it could be good bands that made a bad album, it could be bad bands that even made like a good or interesting album, I guess. It's just like... And here we got all of the above. Yeah, all of the... <laughs> this is like, it's, I mean, it is, I guess it is shit albums, but it's more so... Like what the what the Mental fuck things. what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, what, what, yeah, exactly, precisely. Just for anyone who doesn't know, and I'm just gonna read the Wikipedia summary just to you know introduce the band Kiss. I feel like everyone must know Kiss. They are they're not just like a big rock band. They are like it's 
they're pop culture. Their makeup is like is instantly recognizable. Everyone who's ever listened to any rock music has probably heard of Kiss. They're a marketing force of nature, aren't they? They're a marketing force of nature. I think they are. According to Wikipedia, Kiss, an American rock band formed in New York City in 1973 by Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and Peter Chris and Ace Frehley, uh, are well known for their members' face paint, stage outfits. Uh, and elaborate live performances which included fire breathing, blood spitting, smoking guitars, shooting rockets, levitating drum kits and pyrotechnics. Sign me up. Uh, yeah. Precisely. I mean, if I were to sum up Kiss's uh, sound, it goes from like very classic 70s, 80s arena rock. Um, all the songs are very straight to the point. Like big, big anthemic choruses. They're nearly all about one thing. Yeah, they're usually about how much they love to rock. Or how much they love to fuck, or how much they love to party, or how much they like to um, sexualize a sixteen-year-old called Christine. <laughs> yeah, in in the song Christine Sixteen. Yeah, I would. If I but if I had to, apart from uh, like the impending Operation U Tree, I would say if I had to describe the music of Kiss, it would be fun, good time, turn off your brain. Yeah, yeah. party rock. Party Absolutely, music. Yeah. it's the kind of music that comes on in a bar. You turn to your friends, you both give each other the horns and stick your tongues out. Exactly. Absolutely. And you turn, <laughs> you turn and say, hey, we've all done that, the three of us together. Yeah, exactly. sure you, you turn to me and say, hey, I want to rock and roll all night. And your buddy says, and party every day? You go, mm, yeah, I don't know. I've got a job now. I'm, just, yeah, I'm an adult. It's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> you mean that's how they wrote that song as well? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But in 1981, they recorded one of the strangest, most uncharacteristic albums of any band it's such a 180 <laughs> yes the album is called music from the elder and it's a fantasy concept album based on a story written by gene simmons i think uh who was an ex-school teacher how would you summarize it though well i think i'm gonna have to use the words from ultimate classic rocks because uh, they've kind of nailed <laughs> nailed this here mm. uh so just after they'd had their because this came after two disco albums which a lot of kiss fans hated yeah. I think the, the song. some great tunes on there. I Was Made For Loving You. Is, Absolute disco tune. Yeah. It's a great song. But if you think of it in the 70s, like, disco was so polarizing. Wasn't yeah. It? Like, it was insanely popular, but the people who hated it fucking hated it. And yeah. it didn't really gel with a lot of the rock crowd. Yeah. So, of course, Kiss cashed in on the so, success of disco. Well, <laughs> eager to reverse their fortunes, Kiss brought in producer Bob Ezrin, <laughs> who had helped them create their 1976's smash hit album, Destroyer. Makes sense. Yep. Get, yep. Go back and get your... your great your, album. Your roots. Um, so they wanted to make a back-to-basics rock record to win back their original followers. Instead, the project <laughs> took a turn into some very strange territory. <laughs> Turns out, Ezrin was still riding high on the success of his last project, Pink Floyd's ambitious and mega-successful concept album, The Wall. <laughs> no way! Yeah. Totally makes sense. Totally <laughs> but also, about, yeah. <laughs> he convinced Kiss to try their hands at creating a similar record <laughs> filled with woodwinds, a string section, and an overarching, if maddeningly vague, storyline about a young medieval's... <laughs> Jesus Christ. A young medieval boy's journey to become a noble warrior of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a beautiful description it's of this album. Yeah. Yeah. That Pink Floyd thing makes a lot of sense as well. Yeah, um, and also none. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> Except for that one song where I joked earlier it sounded like uh, Pink Floyd. Oh, the, the one with the, the acoustic intro. The yeah. first, that's the, the first main track, isn't it? The first yeah. actual song. Fo- God, following, up, um, following up the wall with music <laughs> from the Elder yeah. is absolutely bizarre. That makes me think the wall was blind luck. Yeah. This guy doesn't know what he's doing, clearly. Yeah. Um, so, just as a good uh, introductory 
quote from Gene Simmons. Uh, we were convinced that we were making our Sergeant Pepper. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, basically, Music from the Elder was an art rock concept album based on fantasy tale written by Simmons and conceived as the soundtrack to a Hollywood blockbuster. Oh, that's why it's called Music so, from the Elder. Yeah, so their, their initial plan for this album was to get a film made alongside it about the story of the album and it was also going to be <laughs> about how what would the plot be so the well, film we, would... we never find out it ends on a cliffhanger <laughs> uh, the film would be called The Elder I guess yeah yeah, and the album would be music from The Elder I guess yeah so no um, film was ever made no because the album was an absolute flop for them and they stuck with the quotation marks around The Elder yep. as if there is an existing film yeah, precisely. Fantastic. I think maybe they're hoping that people would think, oh, what's the Elder? And they say, well, actually, and they get so much hype up about it that someone would come on and say, we need to make this Elder movie. Because I guess they've done like the, oh, I guess they've done like the, uh, the animated specials and stuff like that at some point. Yeah. Like, meeting up with Scooby-Doo. Yeah, like yeah, precisely. So they, they were obviously like a huge, I can't remember whether Kiss Saves Christmas is a real thing or no, something I've I, seen. That's, so, a family, that's a family guy. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. That's a family guy gag. But they did do, there's an episode where they're on Scooby Doo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just. Okay, someone, screw the elder, someone needs to make Kiss Saves Christmas. Yeah, yeah. it just needs to happen. <laughs> For sure. So, should we, should we start with a breakdown of the songs then? Should we start going through these bad boys? But yeah. also, I think a crucial part to get an idea of how sort of rubbish this album is, it's... <laughs> I don't know what to It's do. meant to be... Rubbish, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to reveal quite yet how I feel about it. I'm <laughs> keep my cards close to the chest. But it's meant to be, obviously, your classic sort of concept album that tells a story from start to finish. Except depending on what release of the album it is, the tracks are in different orders. What? What? So I think it's... If it's on the Wikipedia page, it says that... Um, there's two or three releases of the album at various states over the years and sometimes they've reordered the tracks a bit which what? makes it even more confusing as to what the story is it's also I would say the overall story of this album uh, is the most generic I mean Gene Simmons says he wrote it <laughs> I don't believe it to brag about. on the back of a Kit Kat it's most, <laughs> so here's the plot of this from what I can work out mm-hmm. a young boy possibly an orphan uh is a nobody gets approached by a wise old man and told he's destined for greatness. Gene Simmons would play the wise old man in the movie. Yeah, right? trains yeah. for the to become great and becomes a hero. The end. Now um, I had because I've actually got a quote about what the actual story is. Uh, so about the Order of the Rose as well, isn't it? So the story of the Elder, <laughs> a young boy named Gene, was written by Simmons <laughs> during stay at a Beverly Hills hotel, and was allegedly a metaphor for good and evil. So real original concept there. Uh, the elder are a life form without body, he explains. They are <laughs> cool. They are benevolent. It's just his disdain for old people. Yeah, they are benevolent, but committed to the balance of opposites. And then when darkness gets too strong, a hero is born to restore the balance. And this is the story of the origin of the hero. They, men- of- they mention a lot of very, very specific biblical things in this yeah. as well. Yeah. I guess we'll start from the top yeah, of the okay. tracks, okay? So... When I first listened to this, because I was, I was at work, and I messaged you guys, because the first thing that comes on is just called, the track called Fanfare. <laughs> mm. And it's just yeah. some really shoddy sounding... like It's country fair yeah. type. It's yeah. like Renaissance fair, tooting yeah, horns. It. Yeah, It's not bombastic like you would expect something called Fanfare. So, so, yeah. it's, actually, do you know what? The whole thing's like a fucking school play. The way <laughs> I feel like the sound of this album, if I describe it, especially with the first couple of songs, is fantasy lounge music. <laughs> uh, it's got a weird sort of they haven't quite sh- we'll get into it obviously when we track by track the first couple of tracks especially they haven't quite shaken off the uh, disco sound 
And it's sort of okay. a little bit... Like, I think the track uh, Odyssey, I think it is, and maybe Just a Boy, just sounds a little bit fantasy lounge, a little bit relaxed. Mm-hmm. Hey, come yeah, in. Yeah, definitely. I'm Paul Stanley singing at a grand piano about fantasy <laughs> stuff. Enjoy yourself. Um, what I loved about Fanfare was... Because I thought, okay, Kiss have made a concept album, but I thought it was just going to be a regular Kiss album where the lyrics weren't about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. And as soon... They're wizards. As soon, yeah, as soon as that kicked in, like, my jaw dropped, and I was like, oh my fucking God, they're serious. Yeah. Like, they legitimately commit to the concept yeah. for the most part. It's like, not what you think about Kiss at all. Yeah. Um, it's, it goes straight into, I guess, what is the first proper track, um, Just a Boy. <laughs> Paul Stanley's voice sounds like nothing I've heard before or after <laughs> it doesn't really quite sound like him he sounds like he's doing an impression of someone who doesn't exist <laughs> he just, do you know what I mean he sounds really off it's all weird yeah. none of the vocals are completely in time with each other like, I'm also not yeah. sure when Gene sings and when Paul sings on this album no oh, they're doing all these sometimes weird I can tell, you can tell sometimes I can I mean, yeah. sometimes I'm like who is that yeah yeah because yeah, Paul is apart from I am just a boy on the chorus there. He's kind of lowered his register a little bit in that he's, yeah. he's maybe singing an octave lower than, or two lower than normal because it sounds like he's trying to be a bit more serious with the con- and yeah. sell the story. I think, yeah. I think there he's just singing from the heart. Yeah. Do, you think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you think he's... Maybe he's like... He's it's actually so, trying. It's so sincere, this album. Yeah. Like yeah. He's actually so putting sincere. effort in. He's really trying. Uh, and, and the whole thing just sounds like some lost 70s like prog rock epic. Mm-hmm. But made in 1981 <laughs> yeah. like it feels like they were like six or seven years too late on the boat easily um it's keep in mind as well Van Halen had just come out yeah <laughs> we, we're also one year after British Steel yeah Ace of Spades yeah Back in Black yeah <laughs> they yeah. did this um after yeah some of the most influential <sighs> oh uh, Heaven and Hell yeah uh, Blizzard of Oz also we, so basically, the kind of band that would be doing like weird fantasy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'd given up on it. Yeah, yeah, didn't even bother. Like when Dio has dropped the fantasy concept album, Kiss need to pick up that gauntlet. Pick, yeah, precisely. Uh, take the reins. Um, Paul and Van, Stanley. And then Van Halen one came out a couple of years prior. It's like all of the huge albums which defined a lot of eighties rock came out. And Kiss completely missed it because they were so busy doing disco that they didn't realise what it. people actually enjoyed listening to in like 1981. Um, and then Gene Simmons went, "Hey, I've written a story. Yeah, let's put it to music." No, Gene Simmons said, "He said this story needs to be told." <laughs> yeah, the original release of his album was 12 tracks, and the one what? we've been listening to has 11, I think. Oh, okay, uh, it ends with an instrumental originally. It's also a couple of the songs are in completely different order. Oh, but the instrumental ends with, is it maybe just the... Uh, I think it's probably the end bit, bit of that yeah. I. But also, um, like, Odyssey on the original album came on track 10. Uh, on this one, we've been listening to is track 3. Like, how do you do a concept album? I go, actually, let's just shift around. <laughs> I don't feel like that's your biggest sort of uh, strength of storytelling there. I feel like the word concept could not have been used looser <laughs> than on this album. Um, Gene it's kind of weird because it feels like they're quite committed to it to begin with. <laughs> and then they forget they're doing a concept album at various points so then it goes back to being a concept album because like musically the way, it's, the way it starts off is so anti-Kiss like all the tracks sort of merge together can I throw out an opinion? yes you can absolutely just a boy the, the music and the chorus so you, you, and everything you didn't pronounce it properly you pronounce it properly oh sorry just a boy 
Oh, now I know yeah. what you're on about. Yeah, 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 yeah. sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, the the music and everything on that, I think it's like genuinely really well constructed, and it feels yeah. like they've put some real effort in, and that's where it fucking ends. <laughs> yeah, and also I think the problem is, even when they've done that, you're still thinking, this is a Kiss album. Yeah. Like, even though it is, you maybe well put together or whatever, but it's still like. This is Kiss. It's but I'm fine with that. Trying a new thing, cool. And I think that I like the chorus. Like, I'm no hero. Yeah, yeah. I quite enjoyed. It that. sets you up for a very big fall with what what huge I, follows. <laughs> I don't know because I think maybe like this album like arose by any, any other name. You know, <laughs> I think you've got Stockholm. I, 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 Rosebud. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think if this album was released by a different band, people may feel a bit differently about it. What fascinates me so much about it is it's the most unkiss thing possible. But yes. I don't think why it's, I like it so much. I think the much. problem is I don't think I like Kiss, but I like that they were crazy enough to go because if you think about it as well, like um, the fanfare to Dynasty, which is their disco album. It did well, but a lot of their fans didn't like it. Then they did another one after that called Unmasked. Dynasty. Yeah. Turns out the album which they took their face paint off was not called Unmasked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> but um, anyway, they, that album apparently didn't do very well. Hmm. So this wasn't just like an, a thing that, oh, we'll give this a shot. This was their attempt at like a huge reinvention. Like they were against the ropes <laughs> on the back foot. And like, this is make or break for us. Because like Peter Chris had left as well. Uh, the album before yeah and after this album Ace Freely quit as well yeah good it all, it all <laughs> makes sense but yeah. also I think with the album the problem is it's not I don't think it's particularly good but it's oh, also it's not wrong. like wrong <laughs> but it's also not like awful no it's, it's incredible it doesn't like stay, <laughs> it doesn't stay in the mind as being like truly like one of the worst things I've ever listened to in my life no it's, it's, it's listenable it's forgettable as well though yes hugely and it's just like what <laughs> I'm completely <laughs> indifferent to it. Yeah. I Apart from one track, which we'll get to. I, I want, Well, after hearing this, I wanted to hear Symphony of the Elder. Um, I wanted to hear Poem of the Elder. Well, I wanted I, to hear... I want to see the movie. I wanted like, to watch The yeah, Elder. Yeah. I, wanted, yeah. I wanted all of it. Like, I, I want to buy the puppets. I have listened to this album <laughs> so many times in the, the last two weeks. I, I, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Go to the doctors. I genuinely, genuinely like this album this was us last week with Black Lace yeah yeah maybe yeah I, th- I think we've all lost our minds the, yeah. I think that was the, yeah the thing is when I was uh, first to go this album years and years ago I assumed for some reason in my head until recently but it was called Music from the Elder Part 1 yeah which I think maybe is wishful thinking I thought it was part. called yeah I thought it was called but that. all they have to do is release another one and it suddenly becomes Part 1 I think it was actually a joke that we made that then we believed <laughs> Probably like a Leonard Part 6 thing. <laughs> I've um, just found an amazing quote about this album from Is it Classic from... Rock. Uh, basically, um, Freely had a lucky escape leaving. Uh, for, a band that had built its, <laughs> for a band that had built its success on simplistic anthems, Music from the Elder was a huge leap in terms of ambition. Sadly, the vision far outstripped the reality. The likes of Just a Boy in the Oath sounds like a bunch of brickies trying to do Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> yeah! Cool. Well, it's been fun, guys. We, yeah, there's we nothing more it. for us to say. We should just probably just read out this classic rock article from start Man. to finish. That'll be the Parts of it does sound like a poor man's version of... Um, only because I've discovered it recently. But it does sound like a poor man's version of, of parts of um, Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> in terms of the <laughs> yeah, ambition of what they're trying to get across. It's so weird on this album as well because... But there's not a song it, with Jesus Christ Superstar it, called Mr. Blackwell, so... It's so it takes so long I to will. actually get to just, like, a straight-up rocking song as well. Yeah. Because um, yeah. the Odyssey, 
Odyssey just has like that really big string production yep. and everything. Like you can tell they're going for the soundtrack thing there. The the Odyssey as well. I think that summed up for me lyrically how pompous <laughs> bullshit and also com- at the same time completely lacking in any kind of there's no fantasy texture nothing the, the lyrics this could be about a butcher's apprentice <laughs> <laughs> it says there's a child in a sundress looking at a rainy sky ooh arty that it's could have been this all, morning in Bristol yeah it's all just like just juxtaposition that means absolute dick all there's it, a place in the desert where no. an ocean once did lie yeah but also do you not notice he said sundress but it's raining exactly that's what I mean <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah it's so weird. I mean, maybe you're not getting it. Maybe it's too clever for you. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it kind of can't. Deserts don't have water in them, <laughs> but an ocean does. It, it can't make up its mind whether it wants to be like a fantasy album or a, or a toilet album. Oh. He's again toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is primo toilet. Music. But if you do want to get no, to... no guys, guys, there are some. This is just misunderstood. No, to be fair though, I listened to it on Spotify. There are some really big rocking songs on it. Because on Spotify, when you get to the end of it, it just plays other Kiss songs. So when I when I got to the end of this album, it's only kicked in with Detroit Rock City. Um, I um, so highly recommended for I, that reason. I listened to it before we started recording, and as soon as uh, the album finished, it kicked straight into Love Gun on Spotify. Great and song. I actually started moving a little bit, and like... Because it woke you up. Yeah, it was a moment of clarity. I was like, oh yeah, this is what Kiss actually sound like. He said, disappointed. Oh yeah, yeah this is what fun is. I but, remember. But I love this album so much. I mean, right, can we just get to it? Uh, who is Mr. Blackwell? No, we're not there yet. <laughs> oh. We'll get to it in time. I think maybe if we Spoiler read the alert. to the album, it will explain what's going on. Um, the next song is called Only You, which again, really slow, kind of merging with that it's almost like a Between the Buried and Me album. It makes you work for it, okay? What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> what? I think they got speed confused with being epic. I feel like they went, if we slow our songs down, they'll automatically become these big epic anthems. And they get like the big production in yeah. there as well. I don't, I think that's all we've done is gone, let's just, we're known for our fast tempo songs. Let's slow the tempo down and it will automatically become... Um, like all those bullshit acoustic versions yeah. of like 80s pop songs at the moment yeah it's, oh, like, it's that, the John Lewisification the, yeah, yeah I feel like they got speed mixed up with the sugar in their coffee because you have to be mm. high to write something this <laughs> absolutely yeah. you think they actually took some yeah. steam there's no, way, uh, there's no way they did drugs before this album no way because <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently this is I think as well they kind of got clean as well because the one of the oh, issues that it. Peter Chris and um Ace Freely were like the big drinkers yeah. and party like you know I think Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley obviously they, they enjoy the finer things but they've always had their heads screwed on because they're very business savvy as well well it's um, Vince Neil said to uh, Gene Simmons um, you know hey what, what do you do if you don't drink if you don't do drugs how, what do you do after a concert to come down from it he goes I fuck ugh gross he said, but, then, <laughs> but then what do you do I fuck again uh, uh, that's Simmons. Gross. Thanks, also, man. I mean, he's been in. He's been in long-term relationship with like an adult film actress, so he obviously does fuck. <laughs> Boy fucks. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't want to think about Gene Simmons making love to anybody. No, yeah, you do. Um, oh yeah, I do. Thanks. Because weirdly enough, on uh, on this song, um, only you. I feel like because this is like the first one which Gene Simmons sings on, and like the lyrics are. It gets weird because Gene Simmons tones down the sleaziness on this album for the most part. We'll yeah. get to your favourite song in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he gets like more like philosophical Simmons. 
But, like, <coughs> he stopped asking. I hope he calls himself out. Like, hey, guys, it's Philip like, yeah, Simmons he, here. He stopped asking if you want to, like, suck on his dick and asking more if you know, like, the meaning to light of life and stuff like <laughs> if that. If you want to suck on his words. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his... love gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, Doctor... I thought it was about Cupid's arrow. Sorry. Dr. Love is currently being sued for malpractice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, the lyrics are only you. It's like, only you have the answers, but the questions you have to find, only you know the secrets. But the truth lies deep in your mind. Sorry, he was an ex-school teacher. This is just what he said to his kids. I cannot believe Gene Simmons was a, a school teacher. What? Gene Simmons was a school teacher before we did Kiss. Mr. Simmons is a very school teacher name. Yeah. It is, yeah. And also, that's but, the sort of thing you say to kids about, only you've got the potential inside you to unlock the fantasy key. But, when, when you don't have an answer. But I feel if Gene Simmons had stayed in the teaching profession for, for longer... He'd have been arrested. He would have been signing a register, <laughs> yeah, and had to go door to door and explain who he was to the neighbourhood. Just look up the song, Christine 16. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the spoken word section. <laughs> also, the chorus to Only You is, Only You are the man-child. Oh yeah, that made me laugh before. <laughs> See, that, that took me by surprise. Yeah. That actually stood out to me because I sort of phased out of this album when I was listening to it. And then as soon as, yeah, Only You're the Man Child, it got me right back into it. So you are the man child. This is also like the first bit where an actual like riff kicks in. Towards the end, it's got a kind of good, kind of groovy riff to it. But we're like four songs into the album and they've only just brought a riff to, to the proceedings. Oh, okay. Is that the down, 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 down? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Actually, I quite like that. But I think that's that, a good yeah, riff. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's but cool. yeah, you have to make it through Gene Simmons whispering all these big meaning of life type questions. That's why it. it's not a terrible. I mean, I don't like this album, but it's not enough to be completely shit. No. There's moments, and I think I find it more frustrating. There's moments where they're actually okay. doing something that's like, oh. It, but it, and yeah. then they ruin it by singing like the you're thing, a man child. I right? don't think I don't think it ruins it. I just think it's not. It's bad. It's just that it's so fascinating in how weird and how not kiss it is no I, I do also think it's bad <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's the last time they tried anything like this yeah uh, I mean I never did Psycho Circus and released a video game and stuff around that but great tune even then yeah even then it was still kiss it <laughs> yeah, wasn't exactly terrible game so this is Under the Rose this song is the best and the worst because it's the most full on fantasy I think they go on the whole album like the music matching the concept it sounds like Blind Guardian yeah, I, I think quite, the problem is the production's all a bit flat for me for a fantasy album as well. There's not enough. I want it to be bigger, I think, because I can absolutely hear what we're going for in their sound and songwriting. No, I think I think we've like a lot of the production there's some big because you've got like the strings and the horns and stuff. I like mean, that. for Kiss it's big, but for on. I think I guess it's for what we know fantasy albums to be now. It's not quite as yeah. Mm, but I mean, find it a bit flat. Yeah, if you if you compare it to like say, um, like like a. Blind Guardian when they did their symphonic albums mm. or like symphonic metal stuff like that then yeah this is really flat in comparison yeah but if you also combine it to any fantasy albums that came out a decade prior to this it's flat <laughs> <laughs> like... no I know it's, it is it is it's, but actually if you compare it to The Wall which he produced yeah. before yeah. it sounds fucking huge yeah. yep yeah the fuck was he doing on The Wall though you understand will you sacrifice do you take the oath will you give your life under the rose None of what they're talking about is ever explained in any way. <laughs> but it was, it's not in a story way. It's like, hey, here's a concept that could be part of a story. That's what the movie's for. <laughs> flesh it out. You've got to read the novelisation of the album, of the uh, soundtrack from the film. <laughs> it doesn't exist yet. It doesn't exist yet. Yet. I mean, all it takes is for one more album to be out, and it's part one. Yeah, <laughs> God, I wish if, like, out of the blue, Kiss just decided to follow up on it 
and actually do music from the older part well, too randomly. Imagine it would be incredible. Beautiful. Imagine yeah. if the um the young adult uh movie adaptations have hadn't sort of petered out as much as it has, um, and they ran out of young adult novels to do yeah. <laughs> and returned to this. And when let's adapt this yeah, album. Yeah, they ran out of like the Scorch games and the Hunger Trials and if they Twilights do, and stuff like that. Mm, if they I do deliberately got those two mixed up just to be, you know, satirical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clever. Yeah. If they do this as a film, uh, I want Paul Stanley to be playing the boy in this. <laughs> yeah. Now, as he is now. Showing off his artwork. <laughs> like dressed, <laughs> yeah. dressed like Severus Snape again. Uh, yeah. Like he, is, he did for Halloween. But also yeah. kind of like Dennis Reynolds and It's Always Sunny where he plays the little boy. Think <laughs> <laughs> like, Gene Simmons had a bit of an acting career for a while so he did, yeah. He, he could do it. I mean, I don't know about Paul Stanley but hey, He was Simmons. great in that coffee commercial. <laughs> Gene Simmons plays a bad guy in uh, Wanted Dead or Alive where he fights Rutger Hauer he's a bounty hunter after <laughs> well recommended your time I think someone gets killed by an exploding shopping trolley in it excellent uh, Gene Simmons well Gene Simmons I Gene quite enjoy this one Dark Light well, so this is a weird thing <laughs> Dark Light these, these two songs Under the Rose and Dark Light are both the name of him songs from the album Dark Light oh yeah it's real weird. Just for the record, the cool. actual hymn song Dark Light is as trash as <laughs> Dark Light from the Skip album. I felt like with Dark Light, they wrote some sort of dummy lyrics to get the rhymes down and then forgot to change them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's just get the melody sorted. The lyrics will sort themselves afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it feels, the whole thing feels like Ace, a demo. Did you, Ace, did you finish those lyrics? Oh, uh, yeah, sure thing. I've just, just done now. Yeah, great. Guys. Based on tunes whistled by Peter Chris. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, dark, the chorus of Dark Light really stands out as being particularly awful. Um, um, it's um, a dark light, a darkness never ending, mm-hmm. a dark light of perversion and hate, a dark night is everywhere descending, a dark light, there's no time to wait. I know, they alternate. And it's... They alternate, yeah. Um, like, you can tell Ace Freely was like once foot out the door at this point. Like, yeah. He, has, yeah. he does not want to sing this song. He barely came back after. He yeah. came back once, I think, for one of the live albums. Yeah, he goes, watch out or it's Sodom and Gomorrah, the malevolent... That stood out to me. The Sodom and Gomorrah yeah. stood out again. It's biblical. Which is so fucking weird. No, Gene Simmons was a teacher, so he knows. <laughs> yeah. He's read a lot of books, mate. Is so. the- <laughs> yeah, your opinion's basically worth a popcorn fart, you see. <laughs> oh, popcorn fart. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, callback. Um, the one thing I noticed about this song, though, is because this album isn't particularly solo-y as well. Like, it's almost hot. Again, I think of Kiss, like, uh, Ace Freely, just, like, shredding over, like, yep. big oh, songs. Is this the one with the the actual, like, shreddy guitar solo? Yeah. That, that guitar act- solo is fucking trash. It is, isn't it? It's yeah. absolute garbage. He does the same lick for about a minute yeah. Sounds like he's warming up. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. put it on there. It sounds like, like when you're like 14 and you're learning to play this song yeah. in your bedroom. It also sounds like he just did it out of spite as well. It's like, oh, we're going to need a solo. So gonna, so, yeah, okay, whatever. Widdly, 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 widdly. Yeah, you, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fucking done. Yeah. <laughs> Pay me. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, You'll never replace me. Yeah. <laughs> um, the nice thing about it, though, is the fact that, like, it's the fucking centerpiece of the album. It's bang smack in the middle. I know. I mean, was, like, the definitive statement. This album, I will give him credit for going completely out there and yeah. trying. Um, I think trying's a fun word. It's really ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I liked how misplaced their ambition was. They, like, <laughs> yeah. they rolled the dice 
Uh, probably literally because they were probably playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I was going to say the twenty-sided yeah, dice. But they, they just—they basically kind of thought, okay, this is this is going to be the thing which defines us for the next decade or next five years or whatever. I mean, even longer if we're going to do a movie about it or two. Yeah, well, a trilogy. And yeah, and they completely, completely fucked it up. Do they you know what? were just so wrong about what people would possibly want from a Kiss album. If they sat down, mm. played Dungeons and Dragons for even half an hour, they would have a more interesting and coherent story. <laughs> There's no this? way you could ever get Gene Simmons to sit down and play Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, ever. Uh, Paul Stanley, he's there. He'd probably be DM. I would lo- he Jesus would love Christ, it. Paul Stanley would be wonderful to play Dungeons & Dragons. He'd, be, he'd, he'd bring his own it. cloak. Gene Simmons yeah, would be like, absolutely. he'd be the guy who goes, I'd pull out a machine gun. or <laughs> <laughs> i get into my Jeep Wrangler and drive oh. away. Or when, when do I get to go down on this elf chick? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I stay at the inn and just bang. <laughs> he'd be like, well, Paul Stanley would oh, be... Yeah. I've already wenches in this tavern. Yeah. <laughs> What, uh, All what's, of them. what's your special uh, ability, Jeez? 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 Yo, Jeez. I'm immortal. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, this is going to be fun. Oh, <laughs> no, the dragon <laughs> killed you. No, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be miserable to play with. Whereas Paul Stanley. Lovely, I bet. He'd be doing all the voices. He'd be doing yeah. He'd have done some artwork to give you sort of set the mood yeah. for I, I what you're al- doing. I can also imagine Gene Simmons would also be sat Brewing at coffee. the table wearing sunglasses yeah. indoors at night. Yep. Um, and so would his character. Yeah. <laughs> Work out. Well, his character would just be King Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, the demon. Yeah. Uh, I've got my platform boots of empowerment. <laughs> yeah. I have this massive wallet. Yeah. Cool. God, the sound's still going on. Uh, but you love. Oh, after that, we go into a world about heroes. This album's still going on, but I you know. love. It's so exciting. It's weird you would say uh, going on, isn't it? And we, so, we, get, um, we, get, we get more of uh, sheer the, lyrics. Yeah, more philosophical Cheerix. Simmons. Yeah, like you can really tell because on stuff like this, like this song especially, like it really feels like he's pouring his heart out with his vocal performance. Like he's t- he's turned down the sleaziness. Ugh. It sounds like he's being so sincere. You can tell he came up with the fantasy concept for this, and that it might be a little bit near and dear to him. Yeah, no. but it also turns out that his heart is completely bland and uninspired. <laughs> It turns out you heard someone on the subway mention Lord of the Rings once. And yeah, like, I get the gist. Tell me about it. It's literally the hero's journey, but not quite even that basic. We just even set off on the journey. Oh, the no, it's just yeah. a hero. And now this is without heroes. It's yeah. like, what's, it, what's these lyrics mean? But it is well, refreshing I guess, to have I, guess, a... I guess the song is the argument of why they need this hero, the man child, to step up. I just okay. think it's fresh, refreshing to have also, a, a if fantasy story. The hero story. is called the man child. Yeah. I just expect this to be like a grown man throwing like a tantrum. Yeah. Also, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Here's an idea. Why wasn't it the Star Child? And why was it more about them as yep. fictional characters? I know. That's, that's the biggest question I had about idea. this. That's yeah. what I was going to ask at the end of this. That's the, the first demon. thing I thought of. Yeah. The, the cat with the like, cat. a very small well, role. There's a fox at this point. Because. Um, Bruce, uh, yeah. Are you, uh, Pete, Pete Pete was not listening anymore. It was. Uh, Eric come in and he was, uh, the, he was the cat. Yeah. Not sorry, fox. the fox. Yeah. Who was the ank? Was the guy who came in? Eric Singer. I must have been the guy after. Ace freely became the ank. One guy had an ank on his face. After World Without Heroes, very short, very sincere. I don't want to think about World Without Heroes though. Imagine yeah. how bleak that would be. Um, we go into Dan, your favourite song, Mr. Blackwell. Album. Yeah. So many questions. Number one, everyone at home, don't just to do what I did. I meant to Google Mr. Blackwell lyrics. Just googled Mr. Blackwell, uh, and you'll enjoy the really this picture that comes up all the time. <laughs> Let me see. This old man comes up. 
fashions, Mr. Blackwell. He's a fashion designer. And he looks wonderful in every picture. We'll try and put a picture up if we can of him. Uh, everything about his picture is better than this song. This song is insane. I assume it's autobiographical from the point of view of Gene Simmons. Uh, is Mr. Blackwell meant to be the villain? That was my first thought, yeah. Because to me, most of his song sounds like... Most of his album, sorry, sounds like your typical... Uh, if not medieval, then medieval adjacent fantasy. So like your Game of Thrones or your Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Mr. Blackwell, the way they describe him, sounds like he lives in a sort of rundown New York tenement building. Uh, and he's looking to destroy these medieval people for some reason. It, it really sticks out like a sore thumb. He just sounds like an asshole landlord. Yeah, 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 yeah. I imagine when I was hearing this, I was like, oh, this character is definitely wearing sunglasses. <laughs> like, I imagine in the pilot episode for like the American version of Rising Damp, uh, uh, Mr. Roper would have been played, would have been renamed as Mr. Blackwell. Uh, that's what I re- it really stands out to me. This like song. Leonard Ross. To die. Yeah, Leonard Ross to doing an American. <laughs> uh, oh fuck, that's incredible. Um, Gene Simmons definitely plays this guy. I think in the movie. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, this yeah. is him. I, I I assume that he's like some sort of. Uh, oh Rigsby, de- sorry. I would assume that he's like maybe some sort of devil at the crossroads who's trying to maybe tempt the hero from the path or something. Like, this is me trying to make sense of this song. He, he refers to this fantasy world as a crummy hole. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's is, weirdly... it, is, it, is it maybe more of like a confessional then? <laughs> yeah. Oh, has he got like a portal that makes him go to this fantasy slash medieval... I don't know. I know there's it... nothing fantastical. Uh, that's the other thing about this album. <laughs> there's nothing really fantastical about it in terms of what it's describing. No, they've just got flutes. And then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... I don't know. Um, but then, um... I think, uh... Mr. Blackwell turns up. I think the oath is okay. kind of fantastical. Yeah. Do you mean Mr. Blackwell I like, went back in time? Or... I have no well, idea. I can, tell, well, I can tell you that he's not well. But he should tell. be <laughs> But he should be banished from the human race. Yeah, Jesus. But the inhuman race as well, they mention in the lyrics. Yeah, uh, both. Oh, God. Here's to, here's to the kid, a real man among men. Yeah, you're cool. calling me and in between you're rotten to the core. I don't know how this even slightly fits into Imagine if this is what he wrote that sparked the whole uh, fantasy album concept. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Blackwell also sounds like a child a children's like storybook villain. Like I don't know if anyone's read or seen the adaptation of David Walliams uh, kids books. They're all pretty good but Mr. Blackwell definitely sounds like he'd be the I don't know, uh, probably evil like chip shop owner or something. Yeah, he's like a, terrorizing he's like children. A, he's like a roll doll character or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah Also doll. played by Gene Simmons in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a better example, actually, Roll Doll. Um, I'm on the website kissfaq.com. Yeah. yeah. Frequently asked questions. Uh, RE, obscure kiss song, Mr. Blackwell. And they're just chatting about it and what it's about. Uh, in my opinion, Mr. Black, this is from user named 2000. Oh, no, Johnny Sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and what he says is that another uh, great kiss character in my opinion this is probably Gene Simmons secretly writing under <laughs> uh, in my opinion Blackwell uh, Mr. Blackwell is a misunderstood masterpiece from the most underrated album in the Kiss catalogue I've loved it since a kid the lyrics why don't you go to hell were pretty badass to my seven year old self uh, yeah, yes. I feel that sums it up I feel sorry <laughs> for anyone who gets no pleasure from listening to the elder it's a virtual <laughs> treasure trove um, love it this is another guy. This is guys. Did you find my this is written uh, by, uh, my Kiss Frequent Ask Questions account? <laughs> Tim Tim Star seventy eight says love it. Gene's voice as an evil character. 
so Gene's voice. Yeah. Uh, and the breakdown is one of the strangest, in a good ways, moments of the album. Lots of crazy panning, percussion, fun effects, general sonic mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I this this album, one stands out to me. I genuinely like this song because it's so fucking weird. Yeah, it has like a weird, like almost contemporary sort of um, like groove, like sludge mm. type vibe to it, which I think is like if I was in like a doom metal band or if I was in a band like The Sword or something. I would cover the fuck out of this song. If I was in a band where we were like, yeah, we're going to do a Kiss cover, I would pick something off this album. Yeah. Just yeah, to fuck okay, with people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would also definitely go, yeah, we're going to play Kiss. Yeah. You, like you know Kiss? what it is. You <laughs> like Kiss? Get ready to shout out loud. Mr. Boy. You're not well. Mr. Blackwell. So I'm looking at that old boy that I found. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we're we're just... the real Mr. Blackwell. Okay. Go so on. one, he got referenced on Seinfeld. But also, the Kiss concept album music from The Elder includes a song about a villain named Mr. Blackwell. The pre-choruses include the refrain, you're cold and mean, and in between, you're rotten to the core, which seems to describe the various celebrities' opinions of the real Blackwell. Wow. Not related in any way, but just on one way, I'm going to have a dig at this. Because it's not written about him. Gene's like, i got something to say, okay? It's oh, more important than I come. Yeah, he, he actually blanked me at a party in New York, so... Uh, oh, uh, oh, this guy, so this, the real Blackwell, uh, Richard Blackwell was the guy who came up with it. He was the creator of the 10 Worst Dressed Women list at the annual awards presentation. He and he named Gene as number one. <laughs> he, unveiled, he unveiled in January each year. And two, and three, and four. <laughs> so, a, so I choose to believe now that the villain of this whole album is a um, maybe he deceased Gene, uh, fashion designer. Maybe he thought Gene was spelled like J-E-A-N. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So then, I mean, so that... that. Brings us to Escape from the Island, which I thought was interesting because there's not one mention of there being an island or that they need to escape from yeah. it. Yeah, so, so Mr. Blackwell's portal from 70s New York go to this island and everyone else has to escape because Blackwell Manhattan. turned up. Oh, uh, God, I'd be really annoyed if when they did the movie, they did the ultimate fantasy cop-out where they'd have two seasons of the fantasy, uni- fantasy universe then they're transported to, like, yep. modern-day oh, New York. They absolutely yeah. would. And Kiss would be playing in a bar. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Or, um, I mean, uh, like, they'd have to get in a taxi and the driver would turn around and it would be Gene Simmons. <laughs> no, because Gene Simmons is Blackwell. Yeah. So okay. he'd, he'd obviously, he's the villain. He would turn up at this sleazy but dive bar where Kiss are playing. Yeah. And then and Gene would we sing it and we go, I like this guy's style. <laughs> yeah. then, uh, I mean, Gene's voice gets deeper each one of our impressions. Uh, yeah, he'd be like, hmm, like my style. I mean, he'd like, I don't know, he'd have kidnapped a woman at this point and licked her face or something. Yeah, point absolutely. Um, he, get, basically, he'd be the Kurgan from say, um, Highlander. Yeah, because yeah, I imagine they'd, they'd get in like the taxi and it would be, say, uh, like, it would be the drummer, like, so it wouldn't be Peter Kiss. Uh, full, Peter in Kiss. full face makeup. Yeah, yeah. I'd certainly like, uh, like, uh, can you take us to. Uh, 54 by 72 uh, downtown street is like don't ask me I just play the drums and they do a little like fill on the dashboard of the car or then he would I mean, he'd be like out. buckle in guys yeah. and then it would like fire coming out the back of the wheel yeah or he'd be at that bar and he'd make a phone call on like an oversized you know the big old cell phones on one of yep. those he'd go hey Gene it's your cousin John Simmons. I think I got that fresh new sound you were looking <laughs> yeah, for. So Gene yeah. Simmons is now playing four different people. In this <laughs> but also, I genuinely think Mr. Blackwell, to me, makes his album more interesting because I, it doesn't fit in at all. I really it makes yeah, me yeah. question the rest of this album because I'm I, like, I'm assuming it's medieval fantasy, but now here's this slumlord. <laughs> when, uh, when, when I listened to a lot of this, uh, I did think about various, again, predates it, but various like Legend of Zelda games as well. Probably because Legend of Zelda is like quite like stock fantasy. And, yeah. Nice Mr. Blackwell's first name is Ganon as well. So. <laughs> Ganon Blackwell. 
no one suspects a thing. That's not a real good it's name. A good name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. he's good. You can have that one, Gene. Yeah. Uh, nice. We're going to open up Bloodmouth, and it's like Gene Simmons files trademark suit against Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can sue anyone. Yeah. Uh, um, Escape from the Island. I think, again, it was like one of the only songs written by Ace Freely on here. That's so, instrumental. Yeah, it? yeah, it's yeah. instrumental. Does it yeah. specify what island it is? through um, its music it, no it doesn't. doesn't Long Island Long Island it yeah. doesn't sound you know like Sri Lanka or somewhere or um, but Madagascar they, they do, I feel like they do mention like a boat journey at some point but then that's to the, the island coast. and I think that boat journey could also be intergalactic as well it's very vague <laughs> that's a real good point yeah. it could also be the Staten Island ferry we just don't know <laughs> yeah. it's no, like it's oh like they, did, they didn't have a strong enough concept so we just threw lots of fantasy type things in there yeah. so that you would think the story was way more imaginative maybe the island was. is Manhattan maybe it's Blackwell escaping from Manhattan into uh, wherever <laughs> this fantasy world is because it, oh, it's classic Blackwell because also it could, it could so be good. that like Gannon. this man child Gannon Blackwell okay, so if this, is, if this person is a man child this character and it's yeah. set in modern day Manhattan I reckon he's maybe just like a guy in his like early 20s who's still living in his parents basement and they've actually made him get a job and him becoming the hero is like the three week training to work at Subway I'll, uh, I'll ring okay. uh, Chris Pratt see what he's doing yeah, get him in the film yeah. Yeah. I feel uh, like as well like that's the the story that the budget you would acquire would cover yeah absolutely or Blackwell would turn up at the Subway and order like a meat that doesn't exist in our world <laughs> <laughs> to signify that he's fantastical in some way he'd be like I want oxen long goat or something <laughs> What are you on about, man? I just make sandwiches. <laughs> Join me, man child. It would, it would be like that. It would be classic Black. I just love Blackwell. We are. Okay, we're getting. We're at the end. Mr. Blackwell. We're on the last song. Right, this, is, this one actually sounds like. A song? Oh, no, it's not true. We've missed, um, we missed the oath out. Yeah, we, it's, we're, that's fine. Just to talk about the oath. Yeah. Um, okay. We're running over. It, it is the only song they play on this album. They brought it back like a couple of years ago, and they only do it on like the Kiss Cruise and stuff. Yeah, because so, like, no one can escape. We're the, in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> it's the yeah. implication. It's probably, yeah, escape, we're escaping from the island oh. on the Kiss Cruise, and then Kiss is there playing the oath constantly. You know, Gene. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like, yeah, it, it it's one of the, it's a actual rocking song, and it does sound more like a Kiss song, but then they just piss over it with their fantasy lyrics. And then you got, uh, and then the, we've got the last song as well, which is I. Again, I actually sounds like a Kiss song. Well, earlier I, I was saying to the guys, I thought that. <laughs> Oh, he sounded like another song. I couldn't put my finger on it. Uh, it just sounds like a Kiss song. I think that's what I'm confusing it yeah. with. Uh, specifically, though, it just sound a bit like... Um, what did we decide it sounds like? Oh, Love Gun. Love Gun, yeah. 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 The- but it, I like this one because it sounds like a Kiss song. I'm like, yeah, I'm back. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of weird because you find it to the end of the album. You're like, oh, yeah, this is what Kiss actually sound like. But maybe that's what Blackwell wants us to think. I just read something crazy. Uh, so the Kiss Army newsletter came out in 1980 describing what the new album was going to sound like. Mm. Yeah. They described it, uh, they said, it will be hard and heavy from start to finish, straight on rock and roll that will knock your socks off. That could not be further from the truth. No. I mean... But then, like, they, they talk, apparently at one point they were they were set to make, like, a Back to Basics rock album. Like a good album. Y- yeah. Exactly. But also, if <laughs> then, they didn't have any... the producer came in high off uh, the wall. Not just Mescaline. the wall, but <laughs> But also, if you were wearing a Kiss newsletter... I think you'd be on, like, Purple Drank or something. I think you'd been drinking cough syrup for, yeah. like, nothing but for eight um, weeks. But but if you run a Kiss newsletter and you don't have any insider information, <laughs> you're such a safe bet nine times out of ten to say, <laughs> big rock album, big riffs, knock your socks off, it's going to be great, guys. Because nine times out of ten, that's what Kiss put out. Yeah. 
Um, Apart from the disco. In fact, this, this is their ninth album. Oh my god. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm really, surprised, I'm really surprised they didn't call the album Nine in Roman numerals, then the music from the Elder, part one. <laughs> part one. Yeah. Why, yeah, why are there no numerals? It's, it, it's pretentious um, enough to Whoa, whoa, whoa. Unless, hang on guys, the last track, I. Oh, one. It's one. Part this one, marks baby. the beginning. It is part, part one. Or it's, like, it's kind of like a. With or Star, I, I. It's kind of like Star Wars, where it was just called like Star Wars Episode yeah. 7, and then. Or episode four, even, and then they kept, they went back and called it like a new hope. Afterwards, they were going to go back and rename Black it. Black Whale's yeah. revenge. We, we actually always envisioned twelve albums. <laughs> yeah. Attack of the Black Whale. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but also they they could have done all sorts of things with it. I Mifos. am the Black Whale. Why didn't they do an album Excellent. where Kiss faced off against a anything? You know, an alternate reality version of Kiss called Knights in Satan's Service, because that was what all the um, oh, uh, the God Bothers who put the albums thought that Kiss stood for. So they could have just done that as an actual, like, taken that and run with it and be yeah, like... Li- literally, I think... Anything we, else we've done, I mean... I really do think that the point, the big point that we've managed to make time and time again during world. every song <laughs> is that, but also that literally any story other than this would, would have be been better. better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a, a story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, they spent, like, a decade, like, kind of creating these characters with these personalities and this mystique about them then they finally decided to do a concept album and then they went nah oh god so the Japanese have we spoke about the Japanese cover the the normal album cover to start with okay is Paul Stanley's hand on a door knocker do we know if it's Paul Stanley's yeah because originally you could see part of his face apparently uh, unpainted where I don't know during the photo shoots oh okay uh, and then the Japanese cover is so much better. <laughs> the Japanese album cover is because it's weird because that's like one of the only Kiss albums at the time that didn't actually have a photo of the band on it. Yeah. Um, the Japanese album cover is amazing. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Who's it, that in a pink hue? It looks like it was put together by a fanzine. Yep. Um, I like. I'm really excited. We're looking at like because on the side of it, it's basically it's four photos of Kiss where the biggest photo of all of them is <laughs> of Ace Freely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Also, I think Ace Free, what you can't see there is he's actually showing the rest of the band the middle finger as he quits. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But he's actually like pissing on the recording. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I've never seen Paul Stanley wear a headband before. <laughs> no. But, and I don't ever want to see it again. Oh, I think no. it's cool as fuck. Yeah, well, it's um, keeping the hair on, isn't it? What I also like is all the writing in Japanese down the side because I wonder what that's telling you about the album. Yep. It's going to be telling you more than just the name of it. No, right? I think it's a warning. <laughs> yeah. The um, that handle huge, with cares that, contains that, uh, Blackwell. That sort of red pinkish hue around uh, Ace Freely is actually the brake lights of a taxi that he's about to get into <laughs> as he departs the studios for the last time. Yeah. See, this could be yeah. This album cover could easily be shots from the film that this yeah. should have been about. It feels these like characters. such a weird waste of opportunity as well because again, Kiss in all their elaborate costumes, they're doing a fantasy album and they didn't even bother doing costumes for it. But also, Kiss of all people haven't done a film. Which is wild to me because I've yeah. got some VHSs of Kiss's like where they would release songs uh, whenever they do music videos they would release it and intercut it with I've got I'll try and find it so we can watch it one day. Okay, it's an entire set of skits based around this mansion that Kiss live in together, <laughs> uh, and it, it's it's the album whatever album has Crazy Nights and Heaven's on Fire on it. But it's been doing loads of really shitty skits living in this house together, and like Gene Simmons has got some kind of love dungeon for a bedroom. And Paul Stanley's <laughs> making all these deadpan jokes about... Oh, I can't remember now. It's something about something's for... I can't remember. It's based around the word fast in the word breakfast. <laughs> and how, and how he likes it. And about like how he likes to eat it slowly. 
I can't oh, even remember. He's, but he's it's, probably talking about fucking, right? No, I mean, no, it's... I'll find it. I'm sure I've got it in the attic in my mum and dad's house. It sounds superb. So, yeah. Just to, but he never did a movie. Just just to talk about... Oh, yes, um, he did. Carry on. Yeah, just to talk Begin about the, how his album went down. Uh, it went down like a fart in a lift. It oh, Nice. It, like a dog shit quiche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is an evocative phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kiss did a movie. Yeah. Uh, called uh, Kiss Me to Phantom in the Park. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 1978. The plot, the film's plot revolves around Kiss who use their superpowers to battle an evil inventor. <laughs> uh, the inventor? And save, save a California amusement park from destruction. Please find out. Anthony Zerby plays the inventor who went on to play uh, Milton Seacrest in License to Kill. What's the... Oh. Gets head blown up in the pressure. What's the name of the uh, inventor? And is it Mr. Blackwell? Uh, no, it's Abner uh, Devereux. <laughs> way, way, way more cool that whole fantasy plot is Musical fantasy, Abner Devereux. Starring Kiss. That's what he says. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they, don't, they, don't get, they don't get individual uh, uh, billing. Because they're a unit. Um, so <laughs> this album absolutely tanked when it came out. Um, basically, the... <laughs> When Kiss premiered music from the Elder for their management and record company in October of 81, the reaction was a mixture of confusion and resentment. <laughs> resentment is such yeah. a good That's word. A, such an amazing word. Um, business manager Howard Marks refused to allow his company's name to appear on the linear notes, so he tried to Alan Smithy it. Uh, fan reaction to the album was equally harsh, while critical reaction was comparably positive. Um, but the album quickly disappeared from the charts by February 1982. Um, so the album kind of tanked. They were going to do a tour for the album, so they'd got the budget sort and everything. Yeah. And they never bothered. They they only did like a couple of like one-off appearances uh, around the world, including like a lip-sync performance of I from Studio 54, which was broadcast to a festival in Italy. Fuck me, what a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and Ace Freddy wasn't even there for the performance, so they performed as a trio. Oh, he couldn't even mime. Uh, <laughs> they had magic powers in this film, by the way. Oh my god, so most participants in the album's recording admit that it was a major misstep for Kiss. Erzin, despite his recent success with the more ambitious The Wall album, admitted that his judgments concerning music from the Elder were clouded, due in part to a cocaine addiction. Oh, there you go! <laughs> I fucking called it! Because um, that's the only explanation. Yeah. If you like, I don't mean funny, if you're on cocaine, this is. A great idea. And I've been on cocaine for three weeks now. I fucking love this album. Um, Stanley and Simmons admit that they were delusional concerning the project, while Freely stated that he felt it was never a good idea to begin with. Um, this was also apparently the first Kiss album not to, to break half a million copies in sales. Um, and there are rumours that it has sold around half a million, but no one's ever been able to confirm it. <laughs> oh, I, want, I wonder which shady man started that rumour. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Oh, someone told me, like, uh, I think a mysterious sent, deep voice. I think they sent me a platinum album, but uh, I just put it with the rest. Um, <laughs> Too busy fucking. Yeah, and I would have loved to imagine what the tour would have been like for this if they'd gone all out with the concept and, like, costumes and. Well, like a like a kiss tour, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> you say that what, all the costumes and stuff. I don't really they don't paint a picture of what that would be at all, except for Blackwell. I just imagine them wearing like more fantasy armor and stuff. Like they'd move the songs around them, and there'd be a break halfway like through, so they clutch. could bring in the yeah. They'd have most of the money be spent on a uh, Manhattan skyline set for Blackwell. <laughs> to, uh, yeah. Also, they in the movie uh, they fight an evil version of themselves played by robots. Amazing. So, <laughs> 
Much this better. This is so much better. But we didn't like it because it made... The film they chose to be in made them look like buffoons. They're so <laughs> <laughs> exact words, and that's why they don't like the movie. <laughs> At one point during the shooting, when we were fighting the robots ourselves, I did wonder if this was damaging our artistic integrity. Oh, uh, it's... Uh, well, I'm, it's going to be a tangent on a podcast, yeah. but I'll let you know about the space powers afterwards. Um, can we... How's everyone feel about this album? Should we sum it up? Yeah. Uh, yeah that's how I feel about it it's I, I've had a better time talking about it now yeah. than listening to it yeah I know that's not true for you <laughs> I think it has really like this. of greatness yeah but like literal like seconds and then yeah I, like if like if you ate one diamond and 14 bottles of laxative I'd like it more <laughs> if it was garbage but it isn't yeah. I, I, I like this yeah. album in the same way that I like maybe a movie like The Room it's not the, even that it's bad not, it's, not, it's not that bad but what you can see in it is all of the misplaced ambition an artistic vision you, you can see yeah. that you can see that they were like like every like really good uh, bad movie mm-hmm. like every sort of like you know crap like The Room and uh, Miami Connection stuff like that yeah the best bad movies are the ones not like Sharknado and stuff like that but the ones where someone has a real an idea they are 100% behind like a real earnest yeah, yeah really yeah. earnest to see it yeah and absolutely they, they swing for the fences and they completely fucking miss spin around and hit their own face with the bat yep that is, that's what this album is except be- in this case it's a Warhammer it's a Warhammer <laughs> it's a or, or an eviction notice we <laughs> just don't know <laughs> We just don't know. Well, I know. I, I think like applying this the concept of this album is to like yeah a man child living in New York in the late seventies early eighties who has a crummy landlord called Mister Blackwell who has to start a new job and is escaping into a fantasy universe and perhaps and perhaps yeah all of the the music and that is in his own dreams and that he prefers to live in this fantasy world because that's the only place that he can or feel like a hero. Blackwell is from the fantasy land. Right. He came to our world to find the man child to stop him from rising to power. Didn't realise he was under his nose the whole time and he's the crummy tenant. The one person he's been looking for to murder <laughs> is the crummy tenant. And he inadvertently sets off his own nemesis to become the... Like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is giving... So he, he Luke Skywalker's Kylo. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you All go. Right. Um, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen it for, by now. Yeah, for that movie that made billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I have had got such a kick out of this album. Um, I... I keep going back to it. Don't know why. It's just it's the crummy fantasy metal thing, which I I do have a soft spot for crap fantasy metal. I love it. I mean, yeah, this I mean this is very much your like yeah, pants short. It really yeah. is. In the same way yeah. that like I will listen to like Virgin Steel mm-hmm. and um, Who, I, if like, you don't know, we will be covering. Yeah, and like oh, some busy. of the things that I absolutely love about Dio. Uh, except Dio is like great actor he's got the voice well Dio pulls it off doesn't he but like Dio finishes the painting yeah his 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 fantasy stuff is like way out there but he's not painting with his fingers I have such a such a such a (laughs) soft spot for this album but it'd be like like, like, you don't want like a sci-fi concept album from Ozzy Osbourne (laughs) no one needs that right well Mm. uh, I didn't until now yeah Yeah. now I want to hear that as well I mean well Mr. Spaceman I think we're (laughs) We're kind of in one place about this, but it turns out there are some people who do have some very strong opinions of this. There's some real glowing reviews online. We have got some alternative opinions. Yay. Sickos. Absolute and sickos. Got a great one here, uh, courtesy of Amazon. Uh, the, who says? Well, it's the hub. 
Uh, I thought Amazon themselves were great. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good yeah, yeah. statement, yeah. Amazon says. Jeff Bezos says, yeah, we yeah, believe the music this. of uh, Kiss's music from the elder is in line with the values of Amazon, offering great value. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, is this by a man called Desmond Brown? He says, please refer to the above reviews. These people are talking out their backsides. The <laughs> Elder is by far the best Kiss album ever. Sonic Boom, you're having a laugh. <laughs> what these reviewers fail to recognise is that the best songs are in fact the Paul Stanley songs. The Oath is sung in falsetto. But so what? Could you sing it? I don't think so. <laughs> I've been a Kiss fan for 31 years. Please leave this album alone as it is epic. The argument of saying, I don't think you could sing that, is garbage. <laughs> I think we've proved four times on this podcast. Anyone can do this. Yeah. yeah. But also, just because I can't sing as well as a professional singer, doesn't mean I'm not allowed to critique if I like their work or not. Precisely. I, I, I've never directed a feature-length movie. Yet. But yet. Yeah, from the Elder. <laughs> yeah, my true calling. Mr. Oh my God, But I, I can tell you if the movie is shit or not. It gets, it gets even better as well, because that, uh, that actually has a, a reply. Blackwell's Revenge. <gasps> oh my God. Amazing. You are so fucking close. Oh no. This has a reply from Mr. Blackwell. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. He says... Don't think I've ever managed to talk out my backside. <laughs> Still, I'll keep trying. Maybe you could give some advice. Uh, this little thing breaks out. Hang on. If you look at Hang on. if you look at Mr. Blackwell's purchases, is it like a kiss casket on there? No, no, Mr. Blackwell's the one who slagged off the album then. Yes. And he's got the username Mr. Blackwell. Yes. From this album. Yes. Oh, cool. Just checking. That makes perfect well, that's, sense. That's Mr. Blackwell. He's a oh, he's the antagonist. He's a being, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many properties does he own? We'll never tell. <laughs> uh, he's also Mr. Blackwell will not fix your boiler. <laughs> oh, put another jumper on. He's. I mean, he's given. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, <clears throat> Mr. Blackwell is. He's leaving a lot of reviews for stuff. Tigers of Pantang. <laughs> Tigers of Pantang Saxon of course great All the pieces he was definitely his rocker vein you went to uh, the <laughs> yeah. weekend Lewis I think he might have promoted it I think he might be me <laughs> I woke up covered in my own drool <laughs> in a way we're all Mr Blackwell um, I, I, I'm, I for one am going to recommend this album oh um, absolutely listen to if it if only as like a weird musical curiosity like people I've spoken to who are fans of like classic rock uh, hard rock heavy metal don't know this album exists. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't believe you when you first told us about it. I'd read about it years ago and I would stumble across it every so often and I never actually bothered to listen to it. I was like, oh, whatever, I'll just the greatest hits on. Uh, I don't think anything from this made the greatest hits, but um, it's so, so worth a listen just for how fucking weird it is. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I just, I kind of wish it was weirder in a way. I don't know. I, but yeah, what, listen to it, absolutely. Imagine if it like it kept on like how it started. Because by the time you get to the end of the album, it definitely they gave fits up more and into like a, they, a Kiss it's, album. Yeah. It's almost like they panicked it's and went, more, "Oh shit, we better put an." It's, a it's like they ran out of cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The buzz kind of. AKA off. the White Panic. <laughs> you ran out of cocaine. <laughs> that's um, that's it. I I would I would definitely say to listen to it. Um, I would say to listen to it after you've listened to. To any like. other Kiss album, <laughs> just for some weird. Fucking if you're not comparison. familiar with Kiss, just listen to their greatest hits and then listen to this. Yeah, yeah I think the contrast. Because be like there. after this album, they completely like reinvented themselves again. It, in that way, it's such a musical oddity that like 
they remit themselves as a disco band, then remit themselves as a fantasy rock band. They just they fucking nailed they, one of them. They, they went so wrong that they had to ditch their own image to start over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wasn't us. That was a friend. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was Kiss with a C. Uh, we've been out at sea for the last five years on a research vessel. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know who these other people are. We've actually been doing great in Japan, uh, but we're back now. Japan. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, uh, thanks. Support, thanks, guys. Uh, keep we're sorry. Us. Uh, sorry for nothing. Thanks for making it this far. Keep looking to the stars. <laughs> um, what are we going to cover next? What do you guys want to talk about next? What have people got to look forward to? Let us know. Yeah. Not- we're going to get uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All we have it already. Right. We already have it. At Slowly We Rock. At Blackwell. Amazing. No, that's not <laughs> Mr. Blackwell Slowly We Rock. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, like, don't get me wrong, I haven't set that up yet, but I'm assuming the name's not taken. Yeah. We'll put in the comments if Good. it is. <laughs> but if you could, if you could keep sharing. I like the uh, idea you're not going to edit over to say what it actually is. You're just going to put out the wrong advice and then I'm wrong. in the notes going, this actually isn't correct. We need to. Uh, excuse me. Failed experiments as proven here <laughs> are what we need. Uh, just yeah. such a Blackwell. <laughs> <laughs> But no, seriously, thank you for your continued support. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Please keep sharing. Please keep liking. Please keep putting up with the tremendous amount of BS we spout. Yeah. Oh, also, if you have anything that you would like us to talk about, any anything that you think would qualify for like the shit list, or even like good albums, forgotten classics, anything. Pivotal like, moments. Yeah, yeah. Point us in our direction, and we will uh, we'll listen to it, we'll watch it, and we will talk some shit about it. So, yeah. Be part of the conversation. Oh, well, oh. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's very nice. In uh, fact, literally, if you want to come on this show. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not that difficult. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>